0: I am Damla Aktekin. I am a healer and the host of this podcast, and I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. Hi everyone, this is Damla Aktekin with A Drop of Om. And I'm excited to have Stacy Surgent here at Conversations with Healers, um, and we're gonna dive right in. How are you, Stacy? I'm good. <laughs> it's so great to be here. and have these yes. this conversation with you. Yes, and we were just talking about it's. It's been a while since I I saw you, but it's been sort of a. A pivotal, time in your in your healing journey and yes. your life. So, tell us more about what you do and what sort of brought you to what you do right now. So, I've been teaching yoga for like I I lose track because my t-
1: I taught as part of my teacher training. So that year, sort of. So it's been about seven years that I've been teaching yoga on the seacoast. Prior to that, I had been um, a stay-at-home mom for a number of years. Um, and been going through kind of my own healing stuff Had um, started meditating probably several years before I started practicing yoga, I started practicing yoga. The yoga teaching found me fairly soon after I started practicing and did a teacher training here on the seacoast and I've been teaching for about seven years, but I love the healing part of yoga. Like I love asana I love the physical practice, but for me, it's the breathing. It's the connecting to the essence of who we are and using yoga and breath to peel away the layers. I know you talk a lot about energetic wounds and all this stuff. And I was actually thinking when I was teaching this morning, probably in preparation, like knowing that I was coming in, having this conversation with you, like, because today I feel my essence. Like I feel that radiance, which I've touched on. Like, so you start to meditate, you do yoga, and you have these moments. And in the beginning, it feels like I think they're just moments. There's these glimpses of like, something so big and radiant and powerful and it feels like love and it feels like ease and it feels like bliss and all these like, you know, joy, all these words we use to describe it. But then there's all this stuff that we've piled on top of it. So it's these practices that help us sort of peel away or melt away or however we want to describe it, burn away. These layers that we've put on top of the truth and essence of who we are. And (coughs) excuse me. So, um, Meditation is definitely a big piece of it, but yoga was bringing me back home into my body because I've always had, probably as most women, especially in our culture, not that very healthy relationship with my body. So the meditation was good in helping me to connect to that essence, but then to sort of bring it back into my body to embody it, yoga was such a huge piece of it. So I've loved teaching yoga, but it's more about like helping people connect to the divine essences in them. And teaching at a studio, People are more looking for the physical and they do like the mindfulness and the breathing and the, you know, that piece of it. But it just hasn't felt like a place where I can fully show up and offer everything of who I am and who I am as a healer. Part of it's been owning that I'm a healer. When I was early on in my own healing journey doing some of the chakra balancing and um, tuning forks with you, like there was still this, like, um, resistance to the fact that I am a healer and people would say it to me and I'd be like, "We well, yeah, I know that," but it was still sort of like to like own it mm-hmm. and say it out yes. loud. And I I want
0: to talk all about that, but I want to come back to to what you <clears throat> sort of mentioned in the beginning. You said like, "Today I'm feeling my essence." And yes. I can see like mm-hmm. you're you're feeling vibrant. And I actually I started my day the opposite Mm. I've been like coming out of a sickness feeling pretty like heavy and just digested, have everything um, congested and then this morning like I needed to do some of my own practice before you showed up which I'm like okay because I feel like it's important to know like when we're in the middle of that struggle and that happens to me all the time like we feel like it's never going to end (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or that the general idea being it's never going to end it's going to get worse but there are things mm. that may get you out of the water and get you to breathe again like what you're mentioning sometimes it's yoga sometimes it's meditation like this morning i used eft via acupressure tapping so whatever yep. it is for you yeah finding those practices but back to your journey <laughs> as a healer um, you and i met and we did some um actually we met at a Book club, right? We yes, we met at Erin's
1: book club. By how Aaron. we first. Yes. Um,
0: so, and then we we did. You came to me. We did some work. And in that work, I remember this idea of <laughs> having your own healing place or or yoga, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So the idea emerging. Tell us. Tell us about that.
1: Yes, you were doing the tuning forks on me, and one of the messages that came through because um, I was still sort of struggling with what's mine to do and the finance piece of things of like loving teaching yoga but just not making enough money and not, um, not to get too deep into but like the history with my ex-husband and the finances and all that stuff. And the message came through that I was going to open my own studio and I was like,
0: no way. I remember that very <laughs> And it's
1: so interesting because it is sort of like, and people keep saying to me, so like, people keep saying, like, my studio, and I was like, but it's not a yoga studio. it's a heal And so I'm still not really quite sure what to call it. It's a healing practice. Um, but yoga is a piece of it, and I am doing chakra balancing classes and yoga stuff. But it doesn't feel like, it's not like a studio where, like, I have employees or, I mean, I can fit four people probably comfortably in my space. So it's a small little, like, in, it's a small little intimate healing space um using the tools that I've learned along the way to help me on my path but that message came through and I guess it was maybe about two years I've sort of lost track it's of time like I said about but two, I think two
0: and a half years maybe yeah
1: um and
0: then like uh is it was it this year or, or the beginning of last year that you started this
1: so it was team? just I mean it's very new so I found this space back in the fall so yeah, I think it's about two years because it was in the spring. That and I, I heard with you. it,
0: and I was like, "Yes, yes, I know." And then I remember you out to me, and you kept it and, like,
1: and I had forgotten. So that yeah. thing is, I because long enough past, like that message came through. I sat with them like, "Well, I'm not ready," and I was like, "Okay." And then I sort of just put it aside and was like, "Okay, divine timing, like when I'm ready." Because I have learned along my path that. When we're ready, the path unfolds in front of us. We still have to take the steps. Like we still have to move towards say yes to it and move towards it and take the action steps. But it doesn't feel like effort. It's like, yes, there's action, but for me, there's a difference between action and effort. And at that point when the message came through to you, I was like, it felt effortful. And I was like, and for me, it was was sort, of, sort of still like the shutting down of like, that feels way too overwhelming. I have no idea where I would even begin. I don't feel ready for this. But I think that was the beginning of opening up that this was the next phase of my journey. And just because a message comes through doesn't mean that it's tomorrow. I, like, I love it.
0: that. I love that. And I think there are two things. that the, the first thing being like when I was in your field, the idea being um, like having your own space. And, but the worst I could put to this was yoga studio. Because that's what I was doing at the that's time. That's what you were doing. Um But we have certain like physiological reactions to to things, (laughs) the the constructs. And that wasn't necessarily what you were meant to do. But it was sort of um, picking out that idea, that possibility and bringing it to your awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, So then tell me about, (laughs) so between that awareness. So it doesn't mean that you were going to open a yoga studio, which wasn't necessarily your path. Right. But being open to the possibility that something that's different than what you're doing now right. to come into your your field, your existence. So what was the journey then? Because you I love how you mentioned the difference between it feeling like effortful yeah. versus it feeling, okay, this is the time, this is what I wanna be doing. So what what has that journey been like? For
1: you. Well, so it was probably, so. I think it was in the springtime that I did the work with you. And like I said, then I kind of just forgot about it. But then it was, I think, probably that summer, there had been a shift at the studio I teach at. And that summer, I started to feel really sort of stagnant teaching yoga. So this will be about two years ago coming up this summer. And I was like, okay, there's like there's more for me, like there's something more, but I still didn't know and still the idea of like having my own space. Because I think part of it was a feeling of worthiness, like I didn't feel worthy of like having my own space, like who am I? Um, So I sort of just let it go for a little while and continued to teach yoga and sort of worked through some of the issues I had of stuff that was coming up, of feeling stagnant with that. And then I guess, so it was probably about a year of sort of like nothing happening and then... Um, I had the opportunity to teach at Float in Hampton and then the possibility of opening a space there um, because they were renting out spaces to like healers or practitioners. um, And so it was really scary because I didn't feel ready and I didn't have the financial means to pay for the space. um, But then I was going to be teaching classes there. So we'd sort of worked out this thing that like I would teach so many classes and that would pay for the space. And that fell through like almost overnight. So I was like, okay, that's not, but I was like in that place of like this or something better like this. It's not the right time. It's not the right opportunity, but it felt like it was that next step into bringing that possibility, like bringing that closer. Um, so there's been a lot of patience and sort of letting all like working on myself to be ready and then letting the universe, like not forcing it, letting the universe show me the steps um, and back when that float thing happened, I was like, I was in a place of saying, I'm going to say yes to the opportunities. Like I'm going to learn to say yes. And if it doesn't work, trust that it's not that, but just start saying yes to the opportunities that present themselves instead of, cause I, my definite pattern for most of my life was to hide, to stay small. So like standing in my truth, being seen, using my voice, like doing things like this is stepping outside my comfort zone, like being able to be seen and heard and witnessed, um, so then it was, and then was, summer came, so I just sort of took the summer with my daughter, you know, because when your kids are out of school. And um, then the fall came, and I actually was teaching less classes at the studio, which was, it's so funny how when we ask the universe for things and then they give it to us, and we're like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute, because my classes got cut at the studio I teach at. And all of a sudden I was like, oh God, how am I going to pay my bills? But then I was like, wait, but this is what I asked the universe for because I want to open up space. So I want to create space in my life for something new to come in, and sometimes I don't know if it always has to happen this way, but sometimes you have to like let go of something, create the space for the something new. So in that in between time before the something new has come in, it can be a little bit scary. So there was a few months of that in the fall, my classes got cut, and I was like, okay, that means like I has to mean I'm closer, like it's coming. And I think it was probably about October that my girlfriend who does energy healing was moving into a new space in Greenland where I am she had been had a small little healing practice in Portsmouth and I helped her move and it was so interesting because the day before she was moving in I reached out to her and I texted her I was like do you need help tomorrow and it was sort of like after I was like why did I offer to spend my Saturday not that I don't love her and wouldn't want to help her but it was just sort of one of those like I didn't even, it just sort of came through and I offered and I was like why would I offer to spend my Saturday it's like okay but so I helped her move in and as a gift for helping her to settle in, she did a free, like a energy clearing session on me. So, you know, when you have energy work done, like you feel like, so like in the vortex, in the zone. So as we were leaving that day, we were walking down the stairs and I turned and looked in the the space that was, where which is now my space on the left. And it was one of those like thoughts that come in, like not a thought that you think it was like, that's my space. And I was like, no, it's not And like somebody else was supposed (laughs) to be renting it at the time and all these things. And I was like, all right, Universe, if this is really like the space I'm meant to have, like let it all unfold. And it took probably I guess maybe like a month and a half, and there was all these little pieces. and there there was a little bit of effort on my part of having to like reach out to my ex-husband for help because it was like I didn't have the money to pay like the initial investment in that. but so I had to reach out and ask for help. So there's a few pieces that I had to do to kind of make it happen, but for the most part, it unfolded with ease and Um, so yeah, so that was like in November, um, that I said yes to the space. And then, um, I moved in the end of January. There was some work that needed to be done. They were putting in new carpets in the wellness center and, um, I actually had chose to have them painted because even though it was a really pretty sage green, I felt more like the blues, like the water, like that's definitely my, much more, my like, I much more vibe with the water than the earth, like tones, um. So, you know, they had to paint it and all this stuff. And so I moved in the end of January. So I've been in there. What's it, March? So I've been in there for almost two months. Um, So now it's a little scary (laughs) because now it's like, okay. And I sort of had this thing like, okay, I'm going to rent this space, but I don't have a healing practice yet. Like, I've just been teaching yoga. Like, I do energy work and I do meditation, do all these other things, but I haven't really had the opportunity to bring all that together and to work with people in that way. But there was always sort of two, like, I didn't have the space to do it in either. So I was sort of in that stuck space for a little time. So now I have the space that was sort of like, okay, build it and they will come. Um, So now I'm in there and I've created the space. um, And momentum is definitely building, but it's like digging a little bit deeper with my trust of trusting that, you know, you don't open your doors (laughs) and necessarily have a flow (laughs) of like clients and stuff coming in. Um, But it's been really fun to have an opportunity to just have a space that's mine where Mm -hmm. I can fully show up as me and not have to please anybody else. And I'm a people pleaser by nature. So even teaching yoga, there's sort of this thing of like answering. Because it's when it's somebody, no matter what, if it's somebody else's business, like you're sort of following somebody else's Mm -hmm. rules. And not that there's anything wrong with those rules, but like to really break out of your shell and like be fully authentically you without apology It's nice to be able to create, and I think that's what I wanted, to be able to create something that was just mine, that I could be me and share what I want to share and then trust that the people that are going to resonate with that are going to find me. So that's sort of where I'm at right now (laughs) is hoping. And I've had people, I've done one private session and that was like, because that's what I really love doing is working one-on-one intimately with people, being able to have conversations and connect with them and find out what's going on and then sort of just tuning in and using the yoga and the breath work. Um, So it's mostly like yoga and breath work and energy work combined. Um, I've also been incorporating essential oils just because I'm finding them so... (laughs) lovely yes, um, as soon
0: as you all She's right I, I, my I know now that I'm using them I
1: have them on all the time and they just smell so good um, and they just they do they help ground me and they help me feel more connected and I think they do like our sense of smell definitely can shift the patterns in our brain yes, and yeah. everything I
0: love um, I love all of it I love yeah. that I feel like what you've been telling us about this whole it's um, I love the piece about trusting, <laughs> trusting, <laughs> and that's the hardest part, it's definitely the hardest part, ask. so how do right? you feel like, um, the, the part that I want to dive into more is, um, how has your business changes sort of mirrored your personal healing and growth, mm. that's an interesting question,
1: so I think as I more like going back to what we're talking about like the essence the radiance of who we are and all these things that we cover it up with the more I those come up into the into my awareness into the light and I work through them and let them go I step into a bigger um, version of who I am and like different opportunities so it feels like this is just the next opportunity for me to be more me to shine more of my light to share more of my gifts um in a way that I, I I mean I do when I'm teaching yoga but it's just different so it feels like this is probably a reflection Ooh, actually now that I say it you <laughs> ask that question and I reflect on it like this is a reflection of all the healing that the actual healing that has happened for me. Because, I mean, even when uh, two years ago when you said it to me, I was like, no way. Like, I'm not capable. I'm not ready. Like, no thank you. And now I'm here and doing it that, that shows how much healing has actually happened. Because there was a time where I was, like, so contracted and small. And as I peel away the layers like I'm able to step more okay. into. So
0: I want to um, dig deeper uh-huh. because there are people who are healers who who watch and listen. Mm-hmm. But there are also people who are sort of stepping into their healing journey as yep. self healers or mm-hmm. people who are fr- trying to find their paths yes. as healers. So if you are, let's come to the very beginning, which I feel like where we all started <laughs> right. as a self healer. So um, how do you do that? peeling back of layers. Where do you start? How do you do it? Like, what would you recommend? So call? I think it
1: is different for everyone. Um, I hate to think that we have to hit rock bottom for it to happen, but it does seem that... There, it takes some kind of wake-up call. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be rock bottom, but I'm learning. And just, you were saying, like, you weren't feeling your best morning, you've been sick. Like, I just... I had the flu last week. My daughter and I both had the flu, and oh, my God. It's like... It was... I thought I felt like I was dying. It was so intense. Now on the other side of it, I realize clarity comes. So like there is purpose in the contrast. I wish it didn't always have to be so uncomfortable (laughs) or painful. But there is this when you when you have a wake up call or you experience the contrast, no matter what it is for any of us. So it's sort of just. I think the first step is the awareness. Like just owning. So for me, the big, the pivotal point for me in my healing journey was, and I was in my late thirties at that point, because my daughter was about two. So I was in my late thirties and I had been depressed for, I think most of my life. I don't even remember being happy as a child. So I dealt with depression, um, you know, so developed disordered eating and all the different things that came with like basically, basically deep self-loathing, but I never felt safe to tell anybody what I was really feeling on the inside. So I kept it inside and it would come out in certain ways in like rages of anger or different ways or bouts of depression, but I would never really, you know, and I'd seen some therapists and I tried antidepressants and different things, but it wasn't, there wasn't this full owning of what I was, what my experience really was and what I was really feeling. And I was living in New York at the time and I met this woman who's now become one of my dearest friends. And for some reason, I think we must have, like, many lifetimes together because I felt safe enough to look at her and say, I hate myself. Mm. And just to say that out loud. And I think maybe it was the first time I actually said it out. Chills. (laughs) And I think it was the first time I said it out loud, but by owning, so maybe that's the first step, owning what you're really feeling and experiencing. Stop pretending, like thinking, because... I listen to Abraham Hicks, Law of attraction a lot. And they'll always say like, you can't just stick a smiley face on it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been doing. And that's what a lot of us do. And because we're ashamed, because the layers of shame that come along with when you experience darkness or whatever it is, but by speaking it out loud, my path of healing opened up. So I think the path will unfold differently for each of us, but it's, I think getting honest and authentic with what we're really feeling and asking for help and putting it out there to the universe and being willing to be authentic and vulnerable. So that confession opened up. I took a course in New York City that was basically a self empowerment class for women, but it sort of opened me up to more spiritual paths that I think had always kind of been interested in, but never really had fully delved into. And then I did therapy for a little while with a therapist that. Um, was much more grounded, so it was a better experience because I had had some bad experiences in the past. I found church for a little while. I went to um, Unity, um, which is a much more like spiritually based church because I had tried other churches before and it always felt like I'd come up I'm like, I'm not a sinner. Like that feeling of like there's something deeply wrong. And that was the thing is, it was like it was that feeling of like there's something deeply wrong with you. And I was like, okay, but that's what I'm trying to fit. Like, that's what I'm trying to move through is that, like, deep down, I know there's not something deeply wrong with me, but I've somehow, like, adopted this belief that, like, I'm wrong, I'm flawed, it's all my fault, there's something wrong with me, I'm not worthy, and, like, so the deep self-loathing that comes from all of those thoughts. Um, so church helped for a little while, and then, I mean, I've read, like, every self help <laughs> under the sun. It felt like, but so, you know, it's, So I think whatever, it's going to be different for each of us. And like, Mm -hmm. I think the message is we just have to be honest and authentic and open and then just trust that the things like, and what resonates for us. And if you pick up a book and it doesn't feel like truth for you in that moment, like it's not it's not the time for that. And maybe a year later you pick up that book and there's something that resonates for you. So it's just trusting your own inner barometer. And that was part of my hope with opening inner presence, healing inner present, like helping people connect to their own inner being, to their own authentic intuitive wisdom, because I don't have your answers. Like we may be able to tune in and help each other. Like you gave me that guidance, but like you said, it was just sort of this possibility that was out there in the field. Ultimately, my it's inner, coming
0: from you right it's like you. so
1: we as healers can learn to tap into other people's fields and pick up and help them tune in but my hope is to ultimately help people to be able to hear their own guidance like listen to their own voice and trust that because that's the thing it's been really that's been my lesson in this lifetime for sure and probably many others is to trust myself like to take the guidance like to take that input but to not mean like oh that's what i'm supposed supposed to do or what i have to do like to know that i have my own intuitive guidance system that's going to guide me towards what because my path is different than yours your path is different than the other healer like we're all on these own unique journeys that have a lot of similarities at Mm -hmm. the same time so i think just being willing to be vulnerable and put yourself out there and Find people that you feel safe with. That was another intention of having inner presence healing—a safe space for people to be able to feel like they can come and be authentic and like so for whatever it is, because we all have different points and different things like going on in our lives, different things that need to be healed. Um, But yeah, from there the path sort of just unfolded. You know, in in the beginning, I was, like, white-knuckling it because, like, the faith and the trust. I got faith tattooed on my ankle, like, fairly (laughs) on in my journey to remind me, like, to keep trusting. Um, And here you are. Yeah. And so it's sort of just that was about, let's see, Audrey was two. She's now 14. So it was about 12 years ago. And then I started to learn how to meditate um, and different things, EFT tapping, you know, so all these different tools, um, in Reiki and other energy work. And yoga was sort of the pivotal piece for me though. Like there was something really powerful and actually interesting. Um, the whole yoga thing, when I took that first class in New York, after I'd said to um, that friend of mine that I hated myself and I took that class in New York, one of the things that came up in that class was we had to, I don't know if it was like we were projecting five years out, like what we saw our life looking like. And, um, I put yoga teacher. I wasn't even practicing yoga. Like I never even thought about. It. So I wasn't really sure where it was coming from. And at the time, my daughter was two. We were living in New York City. I was miserable. My marriage was falling. Oh, wait, wait, not even falling apart. It was. It was never really together to begin with. But my life was a mess. Um, and here I had this, you know, little two-year-old girl that like needs me. And I was like, all right, it's time. Like I gotta. Fix myself because I need to be sadly. I guess maybe I never felt like enough, but it's like then you have this child that feels like okay, like now here is a deeper catalyst to do the work. Um, but so I, I remember writing it down, but sort of this similar to what when you brought that up, like okay, but then like you well, just put it, a, it yeah, from. like you just put it aside, <laughs> and then just so it is really cool to see how if you don't force it and trust the divine timing of the universe that when you're ready so just keep doing the work to get ready that's probably another thing Back. i would do. like just keep doing the next step like the next right it's thing it's really
0: uncomfortable though so it's so i can yes it is and we see you and we we see yeah. so much compassion too Everyone Definitely, is self-healing. Because it's, and it's the hardest
1: part, be. I think, is to be patient and to trust and to be gentle with yourself. Like sometimes we are going to force and like to be willing to like take, always be willing to take a step back and go inward and like reassess. But the yoga teacher training, like the yoga teaching found me. It was probably five years after I wrote it down in that class. And then during the midst of that class, I decided I'm like, okay, I'm ready to start my healing journey. I knew I had to leave my marriage because I wasn't in a stable, happy marriage, and I knew I had a lot of inner work to do. And there was no way I was going to be able to do it and navigate like the mind field that that was. So I made the choice to get separated. We moved back here to New Hampshire, and that was sort of the beginning. But it wasn't a it wasn't a straight and narrow path by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and so it was probably about five years after that um, that I started practicing yoga. <laughs> because my ex-husband ended up having to move in with my daughter, and I, he and I were still not getting along well at that point at all. My daughter was five, and I just started, I think she was in kindergarten that year. So I started practicing yoga, and within a couple months of practicing, the owner of the studio approached me, but it was so interesting because that morning I was on the phone with the girlfriend that I met in New York, and we were talking about it. She's like, you really need to look into a yoga teacher training. I was like, I know, I just don't have the finances or the resources. I don't know how it would all work. Literally that afternoon I was at a class at the studio and the owner of mm-hmm. the studio came up to me and said, Have
0: you ever thought about teaching? So yoga? She's like a karmic sister she's for you. She's Definitely,
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely a karmic we need, sister. We need
0: those. From, we definitely' and
1: that's the <laughs> like, really, we're not alone. Like to be willing to ask for help, because I know that's been a big part of my story that I'm learning to let go of and seeing that I'm not alone. Like I created this whole belief that I'm alone, I'm not supported and and I think that's part of, like, when we speak our truth and we're willing to sh- share what we're really feeling yes. on the inside.
0: I feel like also, like, not to cut you off, but um, when we're in that deep, deep um, struggle, yes. it's, it's such a it's a huge jump from there to, okay, let me go to happy unicorns and rainbows. Like, it doesn't happen you can't. like that. You kind of need to, to feel what you're mm. feeling. Yeah, And sometimes it's... Not sometimes. I'm going to say if you're really deep in that, you need someone. Yes. You need someone to share that with.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think no matter where we are in our journey along the vibrational scale, like we need someone. But definitely when you're in the throes of that like deep place that, you know, being willing to be vulnerable and ask for help. And, but it's, it's scary because you feel so raw that it doesn't feel safe to be able to be witnessed and seen. My, my new mantra lately is because it feels like as I'm shifting into this new version of myself, which I think is much more in alignment with the truth of the essence, the radiance of who I really am, letting go of all the old, probably not all the old wounds and baggage because I think there's probably still some layers there, but like the more layers that I peel away um, that... There's still that old part of because I—that's my—that was my identity for. I mean, I'm gonna—I'm 49 Tuesday, Tuesday, tomorrow. I'm forty-nine tomorrow. Happy birthday! Thank you. <laughs> um, and so this, like I said, it's been about twelve years. But so the first thirty something, more than half of my life, I identified with that old identity of being sad and depressed and not enough and the self-loathing. So. I've definitely been on this side of it for much shorter, so that old part of me will still come up, and I'm learning to say, like, I see you, I love you, you're not running the show anymore, though, <laughs> like, and that's things, I think all parts of us, like, that when you said, when you're in that deep, dark place, it's not bad, it's not, like, and we, we tend to want to be like, ooh, that's messy, that's ugly, but to be willing to see See it all and love it all and embrace it all to be in that space and to fully feel it. And if, going back to Abraham, Hicks, you can't like you said you can't because you can't get to rainbow because the law of attraction won't let you if you're down here. Like so, it's how do we move up the vibrational scale? Like so, how do we get from like like I just experienced it yesterday and I text my girlfriend I was like wow, like rage does feel so much better than despair. And normally you would think rage is like a negative emotion or a bad place to be, but it was because having had the flu, I got into a place of powerlessness and despair and was sort of feeling this. And yesterday there was just this like a frustration and like rage, but I just like embraced it and felt it. And now, and it's like, oh, like today you feel it open up. So you have to be willing to feel, Feel each feeling and feel each part of it, and able to get up to that place because you can't fake it. Like, if you're not truly yeah. happy, there's a difference between, and you can feel it in people's vibrational fields when they like, they say they're happy and they're pretending because you know they're pretending. Like, you can feel it. Well, when someone truly is radiant and joyful, mm-hmm. you feel it when. So it's like being willing to be okay without judgment. So that's been a big piece for me of learning to let go of the layers of judgment. Of so when I feel the sadness, I'll get in the shower and I'll sob like and like really let myself feel the emotions, feel the fear, I watch feel the anger, and
0: I'm like oh, I'm rolling and I'm tapping at the same time, <laughs> crazy person. We're
1: using our like, tools, and this is using the things that are gonna help us to like tap into those emotions and feel them and move them because emotions are just energy. And energy, if we don't feel them, energy gets stuck. And so it will be different for everyone. I tend to be more of a crier. <laughs> so like for me, there's a lot of crying involved in moving energy. Like, but being out in nature is helpful for me. So it's finding the things that really feel like resonant for you. And then just ask the universe for help and then trust the people that show up. Like, I mean, you showed up in my path at that book group and then I ended up doing the tuning fork with you. And it was so cool when you reached out to me and congratulate me on the space. I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, that's right. I'm like, I'd sort of forgotten. So sometimes we can get these messages and things and then we sort of like forget. And then the path, but this was similar to the yoga teacher training thing of the space found me. And I could have very easily said, no, because I didn't quite feel ready, and there was all these moving pieces. And I'm still sort of sitting in the space of like, oh, did I make a mistake? Like, am I going to be able to make this work? Because anytime you start something new and, you know, just having mm-hmm. to trust, like you said, the trust can be the hardest part. Um, you know, and the feelings of worthiness, and then learning to navigate marketing and finding clients and all that, like, at the same time of, like, trusting, not forcing. Like, trusting that the people that are meant, that I'm going to be able to help. Yes. Well, find me and like I'll find them too, but it doesn't have to be this like big forceful marketing campaign of like
0: I feel selling like myself. What to you people. were saying earlier about um, following your intuition to find things that work for you. Yes and leaving even if you find this one book or one system, that's really great. You can still pick and choose what's for you yes. and and this applies to your life and to your business right? You don't yes. have to. <laughs> yes, you which I'm to learning to remember
1: that, like, that goes for my business
0: as well, yes. too. That. So, I want to talk a little bit about, um, I know you, you mentioned that you're on this journey of self-love, Yeah. So um, and you talked a little bit about that, and um, tell me how you feel that shows up in your work, in terms of, like, what in your work as a healer feeds you, and nourishes Mm. you and then if there are other tips you have around increasing (laughs) Increasing, like like giving yourself a shot of the
1: (laughs) well it (laughs) certainly helps to tattoo it on your arm as a reminder love Love yourself yourself. Um, i got this on my arm about two years ago and it was funny because uh, there was a certain point in my journey where there was like all these like messages coming through like and it's like i literally at one point i was like i just want to tattoo them all over my body so I don't forget because it felt like at that point it wasn't my natural like it wasn't my momentum it wasn't my vibration like joy I knew on the inside that joy and well-being was my natural state of being as like an expression of the divine but that certainly wasn't what I had known and believed for most of my journey in this lifetime in this body so it was work in the be- – so it was sort of effort in the beginning. There was this, like, writing down the mantras, journaling, um, you know, and then I wanted it tattooed all over <laughs> so I can remember. And then it finally came down to, like, I love tattoos. Um, and it came down to, like, I really wanted another one. I'm like, but what's that one? Like, out of all, all this stuff, what's the one, like, nugget that I really need in this lifetime to keep up coming back to – And it was Love Yourself. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have that one. And I just, I liked the lotus flower because it was pretty. But it was sort of that symbolism too of like, no mud, no lotus. Like, that it sometimes does take the dark night of the soul, the darkness, like the ick for us, the contrast for us to bloom. That like, so to not judge when we feel the icky, messy, kind of raw stuff that, that there's a purpose to that. Because it can feel really uncomfortable and scary and yucky and, and those things, when you're in those spaces, you do need help because you can't, like, because you, you're, you're in it, like, you're in it, and it's, you just, you need the support. But, and that's when we're all there for each other, like, to help each other through each phase of the journey. And I still have days, my girlfriend and I are sort of the barometer for each other, and there's some days where we're like, okay, we're both not in the vortex today. But, like, when it's her stuff, I can see so clearly mm-hmm. Because it's not my stuff. But when it's my stuff, she can see so clearly. So being those kind of um, eyes for each other to help uh, the other person see, you know, where they're getting in their own way and how they're, like, arguing for their limitations and to realize we're all in this together, that we're not meant, we're not alone, we're not meant to do it alone, and we don't need to do it alone. And it's okay. And it's been so powerful for me, that's maybe the most powerful piece of it to allow myself to be witnessed and seen for all of it. Like to talk about my depression, to talk about my disordered eating, to talk about my self-loathing. So the more we just sort of, I guess going back to that authentic and vulnerable, like the self-love sort of just blossoms from there. Um, I mean, I don't know, it's been such a journey of,
0: uh, I tap a lot to like, no matter
1: what I'm feeling, I deeply and completely love and accept all myself. And the thing is, sometimes when I'm saying, I'm like, my, I'm like, it's.
0: Yeah, yeah, right.
1: Like <laughs> calling BS. Like, no, you don't. But, but you start to realize, I've lately I've been saying there's a huge difference between knowing something and embodying something. And so for a while, I've known that. I am the divine embodied, like, you know, all these things that I've learned and opened up to over my years of healing, but embodying, it's a whole different story. And that's where the real kind of work comes in. And that's where like having other healers to reach out to and using the tools, um, to help us really sink into that. Um, but I think when you have those moments, those glimpses of feeling your essence, feeling your heart, It's love. I remind myself of that because sometimes when I'm stuck in the fear and the darkness, I'm like, and I sometimes have fear of connecting, like opening up to my gifts. And I remind myself like anytime I've ever had like a spiritual experience, a mystical experience, whatever you want to describe it as, it's always been profound. Like bring you to your knees, love. Like love that like you can't even begin to describe. So I try to remind myself when I feel the fear, like it's not scary. Like the other side of it isn't scary. Like, you know, I don't. Did you read? Because your daughter's still pretty young. How old is she now? She's six. Six. Um. So the um going on a bear hunt. Did you guys ever read that book no. when she was, oh my God, one of my favorite books. And I used to, I went, there was a period during my spiritual healing journey that I was like, this is the only book you ever need. <laughs> Just go buy Going on a Bear Hunt. But it's this cute, and it's really fun to read, and it's this cute little story, but it's like, they're going on a bear hunt, and they're like, we're going on a bear hunt. And I can't remember now, because my do know, my daughter's 14, so it's been a while since I've read it, but it's like, they come up to these obstacles. So it's like, the first one's like grass, and they're like, uh-oh, grass, tall, swishy grass, can't go over it, can't go under it, we've got to go through it. And that to me is like, you, you can't, like when you come up against your wounds, you can't, like we can distract and avoid, but like the only way to really heal stuff is to move through it, to feel it. And so whatever it is for you, getting in the shower, crying, going down to the beach, going out into the, I used to have these visions, it never happened because getting to a mountain high enough or far away from everybody really just didn't happen. But I was like, could you see myself standing on a mountain, like screaming at the top of my lungs, just like moving that energy. So if it's in your car somewhere, like, but whatever it is that helps you move the energy. And once you move the energy, the self-love sort of just bubbles up. So I think the self-love is there underneath the surface of it all. I'm not sure if there's anything we can necessarily do. We have to, like, peel away the stuff that's covering it up, and once you... Let go of that, that's not the truth and essence of who you are. The self love is sort of just a natural state of yeah. being because anything else we do to try to love ourselves doesn't necessarily work if we are not like moving through the deeper,
0: you whatever, gotta accept where you are and then start from there. Yeah, and then how does love show up in your work? So, that's an interesting question.
1: Um. Well, so I think as I just see that the, I know that the essence, like the fabric, very fabric of the universe is love. Like I've come to deeply know that. And I think the more I learn to embody that, it shows up in my work because I'm holding the space and intention of embodying love and seeing, setting the intention of seeing everyone I'm working with as the essence of who they really are. Um, It's actually interesting. I was talking to another friend of mine who's a healer. And um, last week when I got out, I had the flu, so that was why my body was feeling. But, like, I tend to, if something doesn't feel well in my body, I can spiral into fear of, like, what's wrong with me? What's happening? How do I heal this? Um, and, so we, and then some resistance comes in. And so I was asked her, I was like, can you just tune into my field? Like, do you feel like there's anything, like, seriously, physically wrong with me? Or is it just, you know, the resistance and the fear? She's like, I really don't. She's like, but honestly, she's like, the more I do this work, The more, the less that I see things that are wrong with people because it's like my focus is just on their wholeness and on the truth of who they are. And I think there's so much beauty and truth in that. That when we just hold that essence of love as the truth of who someone is, like, and not to say we don't help them through the, but if we can hold that vision of this is your truth, all this other stuff you're dealing with is just experiences you're having, but underneath all of that, the truth of who you are, the essence of who you are is pure love. Um, so I'd say that that's sort of like, it's sort of the foundation. I guess maybe that's the roundabout after I talk it through. Like, love is the essence of everything. Like, mm-hmm. so knowing that, bringing that into my healing practice, that knowing of love is the most. I, did you watch Frozen with your daughter? Yeah. So my daughter laughed at me. This it was a few years ago, so she was still sort of young. But she laughed at me because, like, I because I'm a crier. Um, But at the end scene where Elsa, like, you know, got her hand, however it is, and she's like, love. She's crying, and her sister's frozen, and all of a sudden, and I literally, like, this, and I'm getting it right now, (laughs) I viscerally felt it move through me. Mm -hmm. She was like, and I say love heals, but she's like, love, love those. Because she's frozen the whole kingdom. Because it's such a, like, we're all like Elsa. We're the divine embodied, but we're afraid of our power. So our fear blocks it. So she had magic, let it go. right? So you've got to <laughs> let it go. You've got to let go of what caring what anybody else thinks. But so she freezes the whole kingdom, and she doesn't know what to do. She's like, "But I can't." And Anna's like, "Yes, you can. You can fix this." And she's like, "I can't." And um, so it's at the very end when she realizes, "Oh, her fear was blocking her." And she was like, "Love." And I still get chills yeah. every time I say this love thaws, love heals, like that's how powerful love is. Like when you connect to that true essence of unconditional divine love, that's what will heal all of your wounds, like all of it. So I guess like love really is the essence of everything that I do. Like, so there's different tools, meditation and yoga and breath work and essential oils and EFT tapping and all of those things. But really the foundation and essence of all of that. Is love. I used to say in the Yoga Sutra, is the second Sutra is, Yoga is the cessation of the fluctuations of the mind. And in the translation that I have, it it goes on to say, for the keen student, this is the only Sutra you need. And then there's like I don't even know how many other sutras, because we have all these layers. So we need these tools and these practices. But if we just realized that love is our essence. We wouldn't necessarily need the tools and the practices, but we don't go from here to here. So these tools and practices and the sutras and the EFT tapping or whatever it is are powerful and useful and helpful. But if we just keep coming back to remembering, so in my darkest moments when I none of the tools are working, I don't know if you've been there when you're like, I have all these tools
0: and I'm trying and I'm
1: tapping every part of my body and I still feel like to just stop and breathe and come back to remembering the essence of who I am is love and love is what? heals and then I remember Elsa and I was like remember Elsa like it's love and she has that and it literally like moves through her and the kingdom starts to melt and then she realizes that she doesn't have to be afraid of her power and then she's able to freeze things on like she's able to use her powers because she's no longer afraid of them so when we peel back those layers of fear that we have around we we, I think we all pick up different stories and you know wounds and stuff along our journey as a soul and so that's a really long answer to like love (laughs) is just the essence like that's how it comes into my healing practice that love is the essence of everything and that's really as corny and cliche as it might sound Love is what heals. So learning to see the people that I work with through the eyes of source, through the eyes of love. Um, You know, and I think it's pretty powerful to be able to be seen and witnessed to in that way. And I think as healers, when we do our own work to just show up a lot of times, to just show up and to be willing to be that channel and space and conduit for the love and light to flow through, Sometimes it's just that presence. Like, in, I'm sure you've experienced it. And like, when people are in your, the presence of you, when you're in that space helping people to heal, like, just your presence like puts them in this space of. And because, like, like resonates. So when you're around somebody who's vibrating in the essence of who they are, and you're as the healer holding that. So maybe that's our most powerful thing as healers is to just remember to hold that vibration of love. And that's what you know. And that maybe just get back up
0: way yes. <laughs> we
1: complicate it sometimes yeah. i think if we can just hold that space of love and just know that that's the truth of everyone and that you know it will yeah. will rise to that i
0: love i love <laughs> all of it but the piece about i feel like when you're talking about the tools the tools also evolve and change like mm-hmm. you, you get attracted to new things or you are inspired to drop or change a few yep. things <clears throat> so being open to that as well in your journey yeah but um this has been so sensational. Thank you so Thank much you for much. being so honest and open about your journey. Honestly, I mean, you shared a lot, <laughs> a lot of the challenges of self-healing, and yeah. you know, stepping into a bigger role in yeah. your, uh, as a healer. So I appreciate all of that. Um, Thank you. And I want to say to everyone that you generously offered a um, thirty-minute distance healing yes. session. Yes. Um, or actually,
1: if they're local, it doesn't have to be distance. But or I wanted to make it accessible. That if you're not local, that don't feel like you're yes. limited. But if you're local, you're welcome to join me
0: in my space too. So we're gonna from the time that we publish this, um, we're gonna give it. Um, and I'll tell you exactly how many days I don't know yet. <laughs> um, but we'll have a survey for you to fill out to get entered to uh, to win this one session. Um, and then together with that, um, I'm going to ask everyone to um, to share this because this is powerful. Yes, the yes. more we
1: share, so the more. And I think that's the more we share, the more we give permission others permission to share and the less alone we feel because I know that was the biggest piece for me that held me back. I felt so alone. And when I started sharing my story and then someone else was like, oh me too. And I was like, because we tend to look at other people and we just look and we're like, oh she must do it all together (laughs) or he must like because we go based on these external things because we keep everything inside. So I feel like the more we share things the more we're giving us all permission to just share all of it, the joy too, like, I don't, you know, not to get stuck in all that, but to be willing to be authentic and honest about everything that we're experiencing and if you're authentically feeling joy absolutely share that and spread that but if that's not what you're authentically feeling don't feel like you have to like hide that it's okay to be like I'm having a tough day or I'm having a tough chapter or whatever it is but Mm -hmm. yeah so definitely share yes
0: (laughs) so uh, tell everyone about how to, and I'll add that in the links as well but how do we find you how do we uh, get to experience your beautiful work so tell us about that Um, so yes,
1: so I'm located in Greenland New Hampshire sure. It's Inner Presence Healing. I have an Instagram page, although I've been taking a look. It's very interesting navigating the host using social media because I have sort of a love-hate relationship with social media, and I feel like I want to take social media fast, but then I'm like, I have a business that I'm trying to promote and get clients, so I'm like, I can't. So I sort of ebb and flow a little bit. For some reason, I think maybe just my generation, like, and I've been on Facebook longer, I tend to use, but also Facebook feels like it has more tools I'm able to use. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, You won't necessarily always find as much on Instagram, um, but if you go to Inner Presence Healing on Facebook, it lists all my classes. Um, I have different events every week right now. I do a chakra balancing class on Wednesday nights. I do individual healing sessions. Which I am
0: coming on Friday.
1: Yes, I'm doing essential oil. Yes. yes, I'm doing an essential oil. So, yeah, so we're doing some essential oil classes. I have this um, um, other fabulous healer on the Seacoast. I don't know if you're familiar with Travis. Travis Preston, who does drumming journey work. He's doing another he did an event last month. He's doing an event this Thursday. But so everything is always on the Facebook page. That, so that's the best way. Find me on Facebook. My contact information is there. My office space is in Greenland, New Hampshire at Gentle Currents Wellness Center. Um, I'm also going to be at a wellness fair this Sunday, um, sharing... Some stuff about inner presence healing but um, yeah Facebook is probably the best place to like go to to find and then reach out to me through there if you're interested in connecting in any way. Thank
0: you everyone so much for watching or listening Um, like we said if you would like to be entered to the drawing please share this and I sort of made it open-ended because I don't want to be the the police of sharing. But <laughs> even if you you talk about this to one girlfriend or one family right. member, that counts. Or you can share it on Facebook, Instagram, um, um, and it'll be all on, and it'll, it'll be on YouTube. Um Great. So however you share it, and then you'll just go into the survey and enter your that and say that you shared and enter your information, and we'll find you. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful, beautiful day. Thank you, Stacey. This was amazing. Yes, thank Thank you. you. (laughs)